Pastor Michael E. Tan. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tan, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or a teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eaton. That's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem or through our Women of the Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the word. As we get it right, we're being about our father's business as we believe that in 2012 that we can build. Amen. Amen. Do you believe we can build in 2013? Hello, somebody. (laughs) 2013. We can build. This is our theme. For the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of the Lord. and, And we do want to get it right. This is our mission verse. Matthew eighteen fifteen through 18, and how we resolve conflict between our brothers and our sisters it begins with a personal conversation and, and then one or two others and, and then a church conversation as we want to get things right. This month we've been talking about getting it right In marriage, we've been encouraging singles to have a marriage mindset. And we've been encouraging married folk to have a marriage mindset. As we've been talking about Mark 10, 6-9, this thing, marriage. But at the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this cause, a man will leave his father and his mother and be united to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate. And we, throughout this month, have been lifting up the value of marriage and family. This morning, we're going to share a message entitled Marveling Marriage, and we're going to be looking at Hebrews chapter 13, verses 4 through 7. Hebrews 13, verses 4 through 7. Would you please stand in reverence to the word of God, stand symbolically saying that I will stand on the word of God. It's two slides. Let's read this out loud together at the same time on three. One, two, three.
Amen. You may be seated in the household of the Lord. Again, today we're sharing a message entitled Marveling Marriage, Marveling Marriage, Hebrews chapter 13, verses 4 through 7. We want you to know this morning, as I speak on around three points, by the Holy Spirit's power, we want you to know that, we want, to know, want you to know about the honor of marriage, we want you to know about the haven of marriage, and we want you to know about the the heresy of marriage. We want Christians to know that Christians should honor and be faithful to their marriages. Christians should honor and be faithful to their marriages. Amen. The Washington Post ran in their newspaper on Friday a story entitled A Mattress That Fell Off Vehicle Into Pennsylvania Highway Leads to Fiery Three-Truck Crash and One Driver Killed. And it talks of this story in York, Pennsylvania about this crash uh, last Friday. And one thing that one of my pastor friends there in the Dallas area, DeSoto, he had an interesting comment about this fiery crash. He said, Pastor Marcus D. King, that a mattress falls off a truck in Pennsylvania today and calls one death and two others to be injured. Further proof that too much traffic with a bed can hurt some and even be deadly to others. Somebody will catch that on the way home. <laughs> Somebody will catch that on the way home. Too much traffic with a bed can hurt some and even be deadly to others. And I couldn't help but to think uh, that that was a perfect illustration of why God has created marriage. Because there are some sad statistics that are happening in our communities when it comes to HIV. Though most of our country or people of my hue only represent 13% of our nation, but it says that 50% of all HIV, new HIV cases are of my hue. says that a man of my hue is eight times more likely to get or to catch the HIV virus. I can remember looking at a television or a movie. And the man in the movie said that Marriage was a cure for promiscuity. And I couldn't help but think that that's not true. That's, that's a lie. You've heard me say all throughout this series that if you marry a dog, he's going to continue to be a dog. Marriage does not have any healing or municipal purposes. So it's not a cure for promiscuity, but it is or can help to control 
promiscuity when two people who love the Lord come together in holy matrimony. We're talking about this morning marveling marriage because our culture and our society has put down marriage. Everyone except those that are in the gay community. Um, Marriage is not honored like it used to be. And though America, some claim that was built on Christian principles. Um, There was a time in our culture, in our society, where marriage was honored. But in our day and time, it, it is not. And what we want to do here in the church and through the word of God is to lift up marriage. Marriage is a wonderful thing. I said marriage is a wonderful thing. And that's why we join and celebrate the 40-year marriage of Brother Bill and Sister Audrey Jones. Because that is a wonderful thing to be married 40 years. Most marriages in our day and time, 50% will end in divorce. And the statistics were even higher in the church, sadly. Because we a lot of times are ignorant about marriage. But throughout this month, we've been challenging, encouraging, wanting to inspire you to do as God says do. Even when our culture says that we shouldn't do. Even when they want to put you down and and call your wife that old ball and chain. Even when on that night where you're supposed to be focused and being committed to to marriage, they want to send you to the wrong place that you should be going when you're thinking about committing your life to marriage. God says that marriage is a good thing. Say to your neighbor, neighbor or neighbor, marriage is a good thing. And we want to marvel marriage today. The first point we want to talk about is the honor of marriage. The text says in Hebrews 13, 4, marriage should be honored by all. Marriage should be honored by all. Say, say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, marriage should be honored by all. And that little word that means to honor is translated most of the time as precious. That that marriage should be considered precious among all. And if not in the world, at least in the church, marriage is a precious thing. I I couldn't help but to think of uh, of that little monstrous character in the the Lord of the Rings. And he had that little ring that he was fascinated with. And he, he called that little ring that he wanted, that ring that he desired, he called it my precious. Hello, somebody. Oh, church, don't you know that marriage is is a precious thing? That little word honored me to be valued as well. It's a valuable thing to to be married. Hello, somebody. And it's not meant to, to be thrown away. Marriage.
marriage is a lifelong commitment to that man or that woman oh for the rest of your life under God and God says let no one put it asunder marriage is a precious thing and it should be honored oh it should be so much honor to it oh that after you get married the Bible says that you leave your father and your mother you leave everybody behind you leave oh all your friends your boys oh once you got married that meant oh that you're putting your boys down you can no longer hang out with the boys you can no longer be all up in mama's face and daddy's face oh you've got to take care of home you've got to take care of that marriage oh because it's a precious thing oh you take care of that which is precious to you don't you hello somebody oh some of you oh love the car that you drive and that car that you drive is so precious that you keep it shined up oh that car is so precious that you buy new rims that car is so precious that you put a good sound system in it that car is so precious that you won't let nobody eat in it that car is so precious that you're cleaning out every week oh some folk oh they're not even at the church now they're over at the car wash oh cleaning out their car because they think it's so precious hello somebody oh and if you can do that oh with the material thing how much more so should you do it with your marriage oh your mate oh should look real good because what you take good care of her or him oh your mate oh should be good more healthy because you take good care of him or her your mate should look good you're no longer buying rims now you're buying shoes oh to put your wife's pretty little feet in hello somebody because this thing of marriage is so precious that I take care of this thing called marriage hello somebody and it's a precious thing it's so precious oh single woman that when you find out that that man is married oh you won't give him a time of day because marriage is so precious oh in our day and times we have women that try to take them away hello somebody they don't think marriage means nothing they want to become oh the number one chick oh they decide chick now and they think they're going to get him hello somebody they think they're going to get her hello somebody and don't have any kind of honor towards marriage hello somebody hello somebody so some women some uh, women are so sick that they even look for married men because uh, oh they don't want to deal with a full relationship uh, hello somebody but that's uh, a lie from the pit of hell marriage uh, is a precious thing uh, and it should be honored uh, not just by married folk uh, but the bible says by all Hello, somebody. And we've got to teach our little young girls that are coming up and growing up. We've got to let them know that they don't need to be with somebody that's not willing to commit themselves to them for the rest of their lives. In other words, we've got to let them know that marriage is a precious thing. And also, we've got to let them know that they are a precious thing. So precious that they can't give themselves away to just anybody. Hello, somebody. 
hello somebody you think in the jewelry store oh and, and you look at a, a, a one carat diamond ring you think just anybody from the street can come and play with that one carat diamond ring no they gotta at least think that you have enough money to afford even just take it out of oh the glass case hello somebody because it's precious hello somebody say say to your neighbor neighbor oh neighbor marriage is precious and you are precious too hello somebody marriage it says it, 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 it should be honored by all hello somebody not just by married folk but by all it should be honored. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 31, 33 says, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. And why is marriage so precious? I'm glad you asked because it says in Ephesians 5, 32 that this is a profound mystery, but I am talking about or oh Christ in the church however uh, each of you also must love his wife as he love himself and his wife must respect her husband this text is literally saying that marriage is an illustration the mystery of Christ in the church it's, it's, it, when folk look at you, whole man of God, they need to be able to see you as a Christ-like figure. A Christ-like figure that loves his wife regardless of what's going on. Who's committed to his wife regardless of what's going on. Oh, don't you know, oh man of God, that God tells you to love that woman. That agape love. Oh, even as Christ loved the church. And don't you know the church? Oh, were the ones that crucified Christ. Hello, somebody. And a lot of men, oh, are upset in marriage because they are struggling and, and they feel like they're suffering. Hello, somebody. Guess what? Welcome. Hello, somebody. Christ say, welcome into my suffering. Because I, I've, got to, I, I've got to love my people anyhow. That they're in church on Sunday morning saying that they love me with all their heart, mind, and soul and singing in the choir and doing all this stuff. But on Saturday night, they're up in the club. Oh, doing the Dougie. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. They say, oh, through a song that they love me, but their finances, which is key to their hearts, say that they don't because they don't tithe. They don't, they don't give me a, a, a dime on every dollar, just a dime on a dollar. Hello, somebody. They, they, they say they love me. Oh, but they're giving their bodies away to everybody but me. Hello, somebody. I told him in First Corinthians chapter, oh, chapter six, that they were bought with a price to honor God with their bodies. Hello, somebody, but they're not honoring me with their bodies. They're giving themselves away to every and 
anybody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. They, they, they pulled a goma. Hello, somebody. You know that Old Testament old, old story about that prophet. Hello, somebody. That prophet who? Hosea. Hello, somebody. What did he tell him to do? Go down to the red light district. Hello, somebody. And find your wife. And who did he find? He found literally a woman named Goma. Hello, somebody. <laughs> and Goma ended up being a prostitute. And God used his relationship to let the people know that that's how they are with me. Oh, I am. Oh, that prophet that will love you too and in it all. But you are that Goma that, that gives your body and life away to other gods that you love. Hello, somebody. I've come to say that in this series that what you do with your body has uh, worship significance. Hello, somebody. If you're living holy unto the Lord in marriage, in which this text is challenging all married folk to be holy unto uh, the Lord, committed to themselves. Uh, oh, and the Lord. Uh, or, hello, somebody. Being single and saving yourself for marriage. Hello, somebody. But, 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 but what you do is you're doing like that goma. Hello, somebody. You're giving yourself away. And what you do with your body is almost as significant as what you do with your money. It's a sign whether or not you love God or not. Hello, somebody. A big sign. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. God is trying to speak to you. And he says, he goes on to say in verse 33, however, each of you also must love his wife as himself. Hello, somebody. Do you, man of God, love her as yourself? Hello, somebody. Don't, don't you, anybody with good reason, anybody with good sense takes great care of themselves. Uh, one thing I like to do is, 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 is meddle my wife sometimes because um, she, she's one of the most giving people that you want to know. But don't ask her for her food. <laughs> Hello, somebody. She'll buy you what you need to get, Helen. And that's yours. Don't cross over. <laughs> she, she, she's the most loving that you want to know, that you want to know. But, but it shows that she knows how to take care of herself. Because if she didn't say that, guess what? The cleanup man would eat both. <laughs> and she'll be starving like Marvin. <laughs> Hello, somebody. We all, with any good sense, know how to take care of ourselves or should know how to take care of yourself. And God says that you, man, that you need to love her like you oh, love yourself. Hello, somebody. And one of the ways you want to know whether a man loves his wife is just take a good look at her. Hello, somebody. Does she look better than him or at least on the same plane? Hello, somebody. <laughs> at least on the same plane. Sometimes you see couples and one look prosperous and the other look like a hobo. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. There's something wrong in the marriage for that to happen, especially if you're a man. Hello, somebody. Because that man is supposed to sacrifice. She's supposed to look real good. Hello, some. Because you're sacrificing for her. Hello, somebody. The, the Bible tells that man to love her as he loved himself. Hello, somebody. 
And that wife must what? Respect her husband. Reverence her husband. Women, men need this. Like we need oxygen. Hello, somebody. Last week it talked about a, a gentle and quiet spirit. Really, that's reverence. We, we, we need that. And many times we don't get it nowhere else. We don't get it at work. Oh, they call us everything but a man of God at work. Oh, and a lot of times we're going through all kinds of drama. Hello, somebody, especially men with my hero. We go through a lot. Oh, if you don't want to, if you don't want to know, this is what happened in our culture, in our society. Men with my hero, even though we make 13% of the country, of the prison system is 60%. In prison. Wow. I like to call that the new slavery. Because I know we ain't the only ones that's doing dirt. Hello, somebody. We, 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 some of the ones that's doing the most dirt is that white collar crime. Hello, somebody. Those who are in the upper echelons, but they got lawyers. Hello, somebody. And they get off. Hello, somebody. So it's hard to be a man in our culture, in our society, as we try to make it, as we try to strive. And we need reverence or respect. Oh, like we need air to breathe. Hello, somebody. Used to be that the church was the only way, only place where a man got respect. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. This word means a lot. Respect, reverence. Respect him. Talk him up. Build him up. Don't tear him down. He needs you. Oh, to oh, be oh, enamored of him. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. It works. Try it when you get home. Try it. Try it. You can do it. I just told you to do it. You can go home and do it, and he won't know that you're doing it because I told you to do it. That's how good it works. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Hello, somebody. You say, oh, but, but what does that mean? What does that mean? Well, look at that woman in the office. She'll give you a good clue what it means. Woo. Uh, 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 better yet, a lot of times daughters do that for us as well. A daughter uh, thinks we, that, you know, that we're, we're the best thing since sliced bread. Hello, somebody. And, 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 they, and they look up and they reverence us. That's what he needs from you, ladies, married women. And also, single women that will be married one day, get your mind around that. Hello, somebody. But marriage is to be honored. Hello, somebody. Not, not only that, but marriage is, is supposed to be a haven. It says, and, ma- and the marriage bed kept pure. Hello, somebody. That don't mean too much interpretation. The marriage bed should be kept pure. That means that you are committed to that person. You are uh, committed to one another and there's nobody else. I like this picture talking about safe sex. It says, get married and be faithful. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. That, 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 that's, that's the safest sex that you're going to ever have. In our day and time, you need to get tested first and then get married. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Because you don't want them to bring some stuff in it. Hello, somebody that you didn't know that they had. Hello, somebody. 
And in order for the married bed to be pure, that means that it has to be two people who commit themselves to the Lord first and say that I'm going to live my life sexually pure. And those two people, oh, those two people loving the Lord come together and they keep uh, these chicken heads out of their relationships. That's the best way I can put it. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. It says, keep the marriage bed pure. Hello, somebody. First uh, 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 Corinthians chapter seven, verse First uh, 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 Corinthians seven, verse five says, "Do not deprive each other, perhaps by mutual consent, for a time, so that you may devote yourselves to prayer. Then come together uh, again, so that the devil will not uh, tempt you because of your lack of control." Hello, somebody. Someone said that. You can't fight fire with fire. Someone once said that. But really, that's really not true. Hello, somebody. Because uh, uh, sometimes what firemen have to do in order to get uh, a fire under control, they have to start another fire and the two fires meet. Hello, somebody. The two fires meet and then the fire cease. And, 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 and like I said before, marriage is not a cure to promiscuity. It is a control for it. Hello, somebody. Because uh, later on in that text, in, 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 in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, it tells uh, singles, uh, oh, it's better to marry than to what? Burn with passion. Hello, somebody. So God says, uh, oh, he wants two people who love him with all their hearts and minds uh, to come together with this drive. Uh, and they come together and fight fire with fire. Hello, somebody. But a lot of marriages are not fighting fire with fire. Hello, somebody. One of their fires have burned out. Hello, somebody. And that's a marriage that's in trouble. I don't care how you say it, how you want to say it. This is what the Bible says. He says that if you're not faithful, if you don't honor marriage this way, now I know that there are times when couples can't come together in sickness uh, oh and you need to be faithful in sickness uh, and in health uh, oh but the Bible does say uh, that a man has a drive uh, the Bible does say that a woman has a drive uh, and the Bible does say uh, oh that you're supposed to come together in marriage uh, and be fruitful and multiply hello somebody hello somebody if you want to honor marriage, you got to keep, you got to stoke the fire. It's like that character uh, in the play who, was, who had a, 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 a head full of gray hair and also said that I heard that somebody else said it here. I don't want to name that name. But they say it may be snow on the roof, but it's still fire in the furnace. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Hello, somebody. God says, keep this thing pure because if you don't, somebody else will be willing. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. If you don't, somebody else will be willing. And this is supposed to be a haven. This is the haven. This is the good part of marriage. Hello, somebody. A haven. The marriage bed should be kept 
pure. And when I say pure, some people misinterpret this text and say that married people can do anything. And we have people asking the question. Oh, they ask the question. Oh, can two married people who agree bring another woman to the marriage bed? No. That's a life on a pit of hell. Hello, somebody. It's a life on a pit of hell. Oh, but we agree. And the Bible does say the married bed should be pure. Because we agree. No. Uh-uh. You misinterpreted that text. That's not purity. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. It's not purity. It says keep, uh, uh, keep it pure. Hello, somebody. And don't deprive yourself. And if you do deprive yourself, that devil is going to come and tempt. Hello, somebody. Because of your lack of self-control. So that's why we say, safe sex, get married and be faithful. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Not only that, marriage is supposed to be honored. Not only that, marriage is supposed to be a haven. This is what marriage is. It's not a cure for promiscuity, but it's definitely a control for it. Hello, somebody says, and keep the married bread pure for God will what? Judge the adulterer and all the sexual immoral. Hello, somebody. Heresy in marriage. That word for adulterer can literally be interpreted apostate. Hello, somebody. It's like you apostate. You, it, it's like you, you, you. You're supposed to be an example, men of Christ in the church. And it's a masculine term. Hello, somebody. You're supposed to be an example of Christ in the church. Oh, but you're out. Oh, with Miss Sally Sue. Oh, that's apostasy. Hello, somebody. That, 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 that you're apostate. Yeah, that should never happen. It should never be named among Christians. But in our day and times, oh, we have even accepted that in our communities. Hello, somebody. We have our trophy wife. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. No, no, no. God said that can't happen. He quest, literally questions your salvation if that's happening. Wow, that's deep. Ooh, that's deep. That shouldn't be named amongst you as people of God. So marriage is supposed to be honored. Marriage is supposed to be something that's precious, something that's valuable, something that's not taken for granted. Marriage is supposed to be held high. Marriage, we're supposed to celebrate 40 years, 30 years, 50 years. It's something that we need to celebrate, especially in our day and times. Oh, because many of our marriages don't work. And then there's some of us who don't want to get married because they believe that marriage don't work because of the bad examples that they've seen or because of the bad experience that they've had themselves they don't want to put themselves through that drama anymore hello somebody God says it. You got to live by the word of God, not by the way you feel, not by your past experience, not because your mama and daddy got divorced. Now you don't want to get married because you think marriage don't work. Oh, marriage work, but it has to be done God's way. I think I heard Dr. Evans, uh, uh, Dr. Tony Evans say you can't get married and then try to uh, do it on, in your own rules, by your rules. No, you've got to do it by God's rules 
Hello, somebody. You can't, you can't get into this divine institute and think that you're going to do it your way. It will never work that way. Hello, somebody. It will never work that way. You've got to do it God's way. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. or neighbor, God's way or no way. God's way or no way. God literally says that if you are married and you're cheating on your wife, and this word immorality also includes all kinds of sexual things that people do. Hello, somebody. Not just adultery. Hello, somebody. But that's some stuff that happens late in the middle of the night to our children. And if you've found a mate that do that, then God says you need to leave that place. You have grounds for adultery if that man or that woman is sexually molesting children in the house. Hello, somebody. And don't let it be a relative. You need to call the police. You don't let stuff like that happen. Hello, somebody. And there are some women that will overlook that because they want to be loved. That's not love. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Hello, somebody. And shouldn't be named amongst us. Hello, somebody. Sexual immorality. Immorality includes homosexuality. Hello, somebody. Lesbianism. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. It, it shouldn't be named amongst us. Uh, uh, we, uh, people like that will not inherit the kingdom of God. Hello, somebody. And Proverbs 6.32 says, But a man who uh, commits adultery has what? Whoever does do what? Destroys himself. himself. That's deep. That's the high honor of marriage. It's not about you. No way. But but I don't feel like the way I used to feel. In the first place, it shouldn't have been about your feelings in the first place. Marriage is about commitment. It's not about feelings. Hello, somebody. And that word for love that we talk about that a man should love his wife is agape love. And that agape love is void of emotions. It is a commitment of the will. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And that's what you need to do, men. Be committed to marriage. Be committed to your wives. Be committed to your children. And there have been men who have lost it all over somebody that they don't love anyway. Just lusting after. And they'll come back and tell you, oh, she didn't mean nothing. She didn't mean nothing. What do you mean she didn't mean nothing? She didn't understand is that she meant everything. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. You throw your whole lives away, and I've seen it time and time and time again where folk uh, want to live their lives off of their emotions uh, and they want to do what the song says everybody, everybody who sex, uh, oh, dance, sex, and romance. Hello, somebody. We live in a real world. Hello, somebody. You can't live by your emotions. Hello, somebody. I tell women, you better make sure you don't marry a man that lives by his emotions. Because he'll be saying, I don't want to go to work. You don't want to go to work? What does your want to have to do with work? (laughs) Somebody will get that away on the way home. (laughs) What does your want to have to do with work? You think these bills want to get paid? 
I, I can remember when I, I thought I was somebody, boy. I thought I was somebody. People were treating me nice and kind and, and then went through a financial hard time. <laughs> Those same folk that were smiling in my face and loving me who was where my money at? <laughs> Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. No, 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 no. That ain't got nothing to do with your emotions. Work. You better work. Them bills got to get paid. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Ain't got nothing to do with your emotions. Hello, somebody. Marriage. And you're going to have your good and your bad times. Hello, somebody. But God says to be committed. Hello, somebody. To be committed. And we have a culture that is not committed to anything. Hello, somebody. In the Old Testament, they, 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 they termed it this way. Everyone did what was right in their own eyes. Hello, somebody. And we live in a culture where everybody's just doing what's right in their own eyes. But we, the people of God, we have to do right in God's eyes. Say to your neighbor, neighbor or neighbor, you've got to do right in God's eyes. And God says, honor marriage, single folk. That's a way that single women almost honor marriage. And I say almost honor. Because most of the time, most of their life, or they used to, they'd be dreaming about that one day when they get married. Many have a a chest where they're collecting stuff for their marriage. They don't even have anybody they're dating right now. Yeah, hope chest. Because they hope to be married and they put and buying their dresses and doing all that kind of stuff for one day. For one day. Many of our culture and our society, they, they said that I heard it that I think they said twenty two thousand or something like that in certain part of the countries, how much they spend on that one day. That's not honoring marriage. If you want to honor marriage, take that 22000 and get married and buy you a house. <laughs> pay your car. Pay down your school debt. Hello, somebody. Pay off your bills. Pay off your, your, your credit cards. And you say, what, what does that got to do with marriage? Preacher, that don't sound like that. You, don't you know that the number one reason why marriages don't work? Financial issues. Hello, somebody. And if you want to honor marriage, you got to get into this thing wisely. You got to think, oh, how can I make it easier for marriage to work? Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. You want to honor it. Honor it. That's why I tell married couples that I that I'm married. I say, save your money, honey. Save your money. Now, if other folk want to spend that money, you, now you let them spend their money. <laughs> but you save your money. Hello, somebody. You save your money. Don't try to impress folk. Save your money. Because long after that day is done, oh, six months from then, the bills are going to start to show up. Hello, somebody. And guess what? When you get married, guess what? Your bills multiply. Woo! So we set ourselves up to fail in the beginning. Hello, somebody. If we want to honor marriage, hello, somebody. 
We've got to put the premium on the marriage itself. A man and a woman and God. Well, God, a man and a woman against the world. Hello, somebody. Against the world. Don't matter what's going on outside of your marriage. It's just about you, him, and God. Hello, somebody. Honor marriage. Be faithful to your marriage. Hello, somebody. And allow there to be a haven in your marriage. Hello, somebody. And keep your marriage bed pure. And lastly, but not least, don't cheat. Don't cheat on your marriage. I want to say this to singles. If you're having sex outside of marriage, you're cheating on your marriage. Hello, somebody. You're cheating on your marriage. You say, preacher, what does that have to do with anything? Well, if you, and I pray that you never have to go through this, dealing with the AIDS and HIV, and they find out that somebody you was with got it, that somebody's going to have to make a list. Hello, somebody. Of the umpteenth number of folk that you've been with. Hello, somebody. Someone said you you bringing all these other people in your marriage bed when you when you are not faithful before marriage. And we used to just think that that was just something that the old folk used to say. No, they don't know nothing. <laughs> the AIDS epidemic hits and HIV. And then they got to make a list. And you better pray that your name ain't on that list. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Be faithful to your marriage, men. Even if you have to suffer. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Even if you're not getting your needs met. Ask Jesus what it was like on the cross dying. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And you're supposed to be an illustration of him in the church. Hello, somebody. I tell men who struggle in marriage, I tell them to stop struggling. And go ahead and die. Hello, somebody. Go ahead and die. That's what that's your problem. You're not dying. <laughs> you gotta die to yourself daily, men. Hello, somebody. And I like to tell them, but don't you stay dead now. Hello, somebody. Because <laughs> Jesus Christ got up on the third day with all power in his hands. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, 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 oh neighbor, let's marvel this marriage thing. It's something that God created. And if it's done God's way, he'll be blessed even when you are struggling. You just take a survey. You, you're struggling, but take a survey of your life even when you're struggling. I, I don't know about you, but... For me and my wife, I seem to get better as days go on. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. It's not easy all the time. But, 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 but if I survey my life, I'm truly blessed. Hello, somebody. That's what you better do, men. You better learn, oh, that there's going to be problems at times in different areas of your marriage. But if you stay faithful, you're going to be blessed. And God's going to bless you. Oh, because you do things his way. God's going to bless you because you're faithful. Oh, the way that he told you to be faithful. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Neighbor. 
Oh, never. God will bless you. But you've got to be obedient. Deacons, will you come? All eyes closed, heads about, saints are praying. I've already alluded to Christ and his love for the church, which is the mystery of marriage. I'm, I'm so glad that Christ, uh, on that night when he was in that garden of Gethsemane, when he began to pray and, and sweat drops of blood came uh, down his face. I'm so glad uh, that he didn't do what he felt like doing uh, because he felt like uh, giving up. Uh, I'm so glad, uh, oh, that my Savior had enough sense uh, to pray not my will, uh, but thy will be done and on that night where he was struggling for the salvation of men he had to pray that prayer he had to struggle alone he had to die to himself and when he died to himself he came out of that garden when he died to himself he was put on trial for crimes that he didn't commit oh because he died to himself oh they said crucify him he died to himself they put a crown of thorn on his head he died to himself they beat him he died to himself they mocked him he died to himself they scorned him oh literally in the body and in his emotions as they beat him till his body could have no figure of men oh they put their cross on his back and led him through the streets of Jerusalem oh led him to uh, that hill called Golgotha I'm so glad uh, that he wasn't living by his emotions uh, I'm so glad uh, that he was committed to me uh, I'm so glad uh, that when they nailed him to the cross uh, that he stayed on that cross uh, as they raised him up uh, between two thieves uh, I'm so glad uh, that he didn't put uh, and take power in his own hands uh, and come off that cross uh, but what he did when they raised him up between two thieves what he did was that he died I said church he died oh he gave up the ghost oh they took his body off the cross oh and they put him in a borrowed tomb I'm so glad that he said not my will but thy will be done I will die for the sins of the world I will die to myself. I will die to my flesh. Because somebody's got to be saved. Oh, I'm so glad. I said, I'm so glad, church. Oh, that he didn't stay dead. I said, I'm so glad, church, that the Bible tells us that he got up on the third day. I said, he got up with all power in his hands. I said, he rose on the third day with all power in his hands and when he got up oh guess what I got up I said when he got up I got up because I would give my life to Jesus Christ and there's somebody here today you don't know the Savior oh and the Savior wants to know you the Savior loves you but you've got to give your life to Jesus Christ I said you've got to give your life to Jesus Christ and if you're here today and don't know Jesus just slip out of your seats right now in 
Jesus' name, but I have some more good news. I have some more good news. There's a saint here that's trying to do right. There's a saint here that's being obedient to the Lord. There's a saint here that's been suffering and maybe even suffering in their marriage, but you decided a long time ago that you are going to go all the way with God. Oh, and because you're willing to go all the way with God, guess what? God says that I'm going all the way with you. You get up this morning out of your sadness. You get up this morning out of your madness. You get up this morning out of your suffering. You get up this morning out of your shame. You get up this morning out of your sickness. Because I got up, you can get up today in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, there's somebody here that needs the Lord. I said, there's somebody here that needs the Lord. You've already been saved. You've already been sanctified. But you need a touch from him this morning. Would you come? Whatever it is that you need, you come right now. You get up and you marvel not just about marriage, but you marvel about the miracles of God. Because God can make a way out of no way. I said God can make a way out of no way. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I said in Jesus' name. Somebody. I said somebody. Somebody say yeah. Somebody say yeah. Somebody say oh yeah. Oh yeah. My God is able. Oh yeah. He can do what he said he can do. Oh yeah. He can do it right now. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. Whatever it is that you need. Right now. Just slip out of your seat. Come forward right now. In Jesus name. Whatever it is that you need. Come forward right now. In Jesus name. Is there another? Is there another that needs to accept Jesus? Another that needs to be baptized? Another that needs to tell a testimony about how God is able? There's another who needs prayer. Is there another that needs to give their life completely to God and accept his mission on your life to preach the word of God? Whatever is your decision right now, come forward right now in Jesus' name. Is there another? Is there another? We've got time. We've got time. We've got time today. Is there another? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. If you're here today and can accept the love of God, all you have to do is to give your life to Jesus Christ, believe that Christ was the Son of God, that he was buried, and that he raised again on the third day. If you're here today and do not know him and need to do this this morning, come on right now, come on right now, come on right now. Is there another? Is there another? 
Hello again, this is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's program. And before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living King, you have to find God's family. And that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem again. We're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. But if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Eaton, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If, if your life is changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to 
thank God for how he's working in your life. But we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've called this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms, and we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at word at Bethlehem.com and you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.HearGodsWord at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality and that's where you can give to the building and we, we want to do it kind of just like obama did it. he raised his funds it was just people ordinary everyday people 25 dollars that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed i think that's god and i believe god can do it for us and we want you to give once again now if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to Vision to Reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state of the arts, build a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you. So we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.